Now, we've all seen, had, experienced nasty bosses. But has it ever occurred to you, nastiness is not restricted to bosses. There could be nasty colleagues, nasty juniors, there could be everyone. So why is it that always nastiness is associated with a person in power? Think about it. To understand this further, deeper, you've got to understand the God complex. Now, if you searched it on Wikipedia, a God complex is an unshakable belief characterized by consistently inflated feelings of personal ability, privilege, or infallibility. A person with a God complex may refuse to admit the possibility of their error or failure, even in the face of irrefutable evidence, intractable problems, or difficult or impossible tasks. To simplify this for you, essentially what it's trying to say is, people with God complex often think of themselves as the supreme truth. They can out-logic you, outwit you, shut you down, and bulldoze you into conversations which you will be left with nothing but, okay, whatever the person says, and you know, almost resign to arguments and not participate in any further debates. To them, they have thought through everything, they have figured it out, and they assume that the person at the other end or the receiving end or the listening end is incapable of thinking through what they are thinking. If this sounds familiar, what do you do if you come across similar people in your life? Let's find out. While it's true that you will find people with God complexes all around you, it could be your parent, it could be your partner, husband, wife, sibling, whoever, but in the interest of this space, let's talk about the people with God complex at work. In many cases, it will be your boss. Remember, in many cases is the operative word, not all the cases. To better understand the God complex, you have to also learn to understand what is not a God complex, but might seem like one. Let me give you an example. Think of a team outing or team picnic. You have 10 members in your team, and you're a leader. I'm saying it from a leader's perspective. You have a 10-member team. Six of them like forests and four of them like beaches. So whose wishes come true? Which group do you agree to? If you agree to the guys who want to go to forests, then the beaches will be upset, right? And they might also complain, oh, just because we are a minority, we are smaller in number. So you are making sure that more people are happy. Does it mean that we don't count in your team? Does our opinions don't not matter? And if you allow room for this debate to rage on, present your facts, show, give me examples and so on and so forth, the timelines to decide might lapse, right? You can't eternally be debating about the place to go. Of course, there's always the third option, the veto option, wherein say neither the forest nor the beach will probably head to see some historical heritage site. And it might not keep both the people happy, but then it can also keep both the people at bay from fighting with each other, saying, well, you didn't get your choice, but neither did I, so make peace. So there, are, these are tactical ways, uh, and sometimes leaders try to do things which are perhaps out of the box. So 
as a leader, you may have to zoom out and think of the larger picture. So it's not the first time that you're going for a picnic or an outing. Probably take a stance on or take an assessment on what are the last three outings? Where did we go? Did we land up going to forests? If that is the case, then probably go to the beaches this time, even if the majority want to go to forests and you could take some rational decisions. The point though here I'm trying to make is as leaders, you will more often than not be presented with situations where you will have to take a veto decision where you stop listening to any further debates, any further arguments, any further logic and say, do this. And I've just given you a simple thing like picnic. There are far more complex decisions as you can imagine. So under this situation, would you call the leader having a God complex or did the leader act in the best interest of the situation given the limited time at hand? What would you have done differently? Nine on 10 times when individual contributors go on to become leaders, they exactly do the same thing. They repeat what they have seen, what they've experienced. So before you judge someone having a God complex, it's very important that you decipher if it really is a God complex or is it something which is the need of the hour. And I know this, these are gray areas. These are very thin lines which can be interpreted or misinterpreted in whichever direction you want to spin the tail. But these are the situations that you need to be aware of. So now that you can decipher what is a God complex or a person with a God complex and one who's just merely trying to get the show on the road, let's dive in to those set of people who actually suffer and I use this word cautiously, who actually suffer from God complex. The first thing you need to know is people with God complex do not realize they have it. It's subconscious, right? It's all over them, around them. They live, breathe, eat that mindset. So they do not know that they are suffering from that. So it's incredibly difficult for people around them to make them realize that. Why? Because the logic that you present to them, they will have a counter logic. It becomes an argument. It becomes a combative discussion. And if, for example, you are at a lesser power equation, or if you are slightly junior to that person, then chances are that your argument will never be heard. They have common phrases like, I told you so, I knew it, this is how it happens, and so on and so forth, and similar derivatives of that. It's important to remember that having a God complex isn't a regular diagnosable condition, right? It's not something that is listed in the list of mental disorders. However, a close cousin could be NPD or narcissistic personality disorder. Be careful to not equate them as equal because a person with NPD perhaps can have a God complex, but it's not always true of the reverse. As mentioned before, you can look out for the telltale signs. Interruption. They interrupt your conversations. They're always thinking about multiple things at the same time. Their attention spans are low. Uh, they don't really think about how the other person is feeling. 
they obviously think that they are the most important people to complete that particular task or activity they seek appreciation they need they have a high need for approval but they are very clever in masquerading it like you know i don't care but they need other people and they get very happy when other people praise them they also believe they are very entitled this ought to be there they should be there they obviously judge everybody and they are very averse to even constructive criticism right and in most cases they certainly believe that you owe them a favor while there are no definitive steps to deal with such complex people but here are some simple things that you need to be very clear if you are at the receiving end of the god complex right number 1 know what is negotiable versus non negotiable what what are the boundaries that here are the three things are acceptable even if they happen here are the three things that are not acceptable for example arguments probably acceptable physical abuse not acceptable and i'm giving very extreme examples within the arguments also you could have boundaries that in an argument if you don't allow me to share my version of the truth is that acceptable or not acceptable is a mutual decision that both of you have to agree to even that could be a hard task but if the instant response to even asking for time to present your argument is denied and say no i don't want to listen to any of that shit then clearly you've got to decide to walk away and you should be prepared mentally to walk away this is an unresolvable situation and i know it's easier said than done because at workplace you might have your compulsions you might have different challenges you might have financial dependencies on the job that you do so yes it is very difficult it is important that you speak to other people probably have a mentor in the company in another department share the concern and it will get ugly because once the person finds out that you've been speaking to other people about them it's bound to get them enraged and so you have to anticipate this very carefully take a calculated risk at your end and then engage forward number 2 base your conversation on facts not on emotions not on hearsay if you do get a chance to have a dialogue present hard facts if you cannot remember hard facts and just present an emotional angle to your point of view chances are it will be shot down before you can say hello structure your conversation saying a b c 1 2 3 these are the facts bullet points chances are you will make some headway yes it will be faced with some rebuttals but you should anticipate such rebuttals and be prepared with a counter fact and leave it after that what happens is once you know the jets are cooled figuratively speaking they sometimes think back that oh this person was saying that let me fact check so they will do their own fact check internally and may not acknowledge to you may not agree with you but next time that 30 second attention span might become 45 second attention span or a minute if you're that lucky so that gives you another inch an inch by inch you cross the line and get into their zone of trust and finally the third one is write it down write down the objections send written communication sometimes what happens is 
in verbal exchanges lot more gets said than required however written communication is always very measured at the workplace it also adds as documented evidence when a conflict is being presented to a third party like think of a hrbp when the person intervenes that let me see where the problem lies then you can show a mail trail a chain of communication where on your part you try to reason provide rationale or logic and the person has not listened to you so that could be one way to deal with such people so to sum it up three things number 1 know when to walk away what is the negotiable versus non negotiable acceptable not acceptable number 2 present facts bullet points don't let emotions crowd your judgment and number 3 write it down keep a proof that you tried to reason to rationalize to diffuse the tension and the other person did not respond in equal measure so try these things and see if it works for you and i know these are very tough things easier said than done said it again but at least i hope these points will give you some food for thought it'll give you something to think about if you are in a situation in a difficult situation dealing with the person with god complex that's all the time i had for this episode of bus talk i hope you enjoyed it if you did do share with people who you know might need to hear this kind of content best place to get started is go over to podpage.com/bustalk and you'll find all the episodes that have been there on bus talk in so far you can always subscribe if you like so that you get updated the minute i publish a new episode i'm always available for your queries comments doubts bookies or brickbats for the content that you listen and share it with me on my social media handle on uh, you can email to me at gyanba8n@gmail.com or on twitter gyanban #gyanban i look forward to speaking with you with, on another topic same time next week hopefully and till then chin up stay positive and peace out this is your host ayan and you were listening to bus talk